Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. You know, I was just engaging and meditating on this song and by Stephanie. And she's like, you know, the song says, he knows me. That you know me. You know, I, um, I love the church. Do not get me wrong. I love the church. I love the body of Christ. I love every believer, whether you're Baptist, Catholic, Pentecostal, Assembly God, non-denominational, the rock church, up here, the hub, whatever. You're part of the family through Christ Yeshua. You know, but sometimes, and you know, I'm in the world of multimedia, and that's where most of my ministry is other than conferences. And of course, I'm apostle of a local church. Um... You see people post different things on different platforms and, you know, it's like they always post it from, you know, like Yahweh sees the outside, but he knows the evil of your heart. And, you know, that's just hurt people saying things like that. And Yahweh's had my heart hurt people. For the last few months, you might have heard it on my podcast. And because I love preaching and teaching on the mysteries and the secrets of Yahweh, but I also love teaching on the framework of the foundation of what you need to be to house everything you get from the heavens. And, you know, it's like when people look at each other or they've been hurt by someone, they're more triggered to take offense or to notice the failures of others or even the deceit of others, forgetting even though they might have had deceit in their own life sometime toward a situation or toward something. And they'll be like, you know what? God sees the, 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 the wolf in sheep's clothing and God sees and they'll have a picture of, you know, someone looking beautiful, but then the inside looking ugly. And it's like, you know, I, I've been before the father and not that those scenarios are not true, but you see, that's the natural one because God looks deeper than that. He looks from the eon of time where you were fearfully and wonderfully made. He looks at the outcome because he goes into rest and he sees into the future. And he looks at the full, complete outcome of the possibility of who you are. That doesn't mean from where you came from to what you were born into the life of sin and degradation and hurt and pain and trauma and trials and, and just life itself that you, we were born into. Uh, and the way that affects us and the pathway to our journey, through our journey to the fullness of who we are in Christ Jesus doesn't mean sometimes that we won't act stupid. Doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes. Doesn't mean that we won't fail man, fail God, fail others, fail your job, fail your businesses, whatever. But he sees something. I'm here to tell you some truth. He sees something. He sees something deeper than that. You know, it's kind of an inside joke about the prodigal son. And I can't remember the, the time I've utilized the prodigal son in a sermon, probably over 12 to 15 years ago, other than the other day, I think it was on my podcast. It was either on a Sunday service or a podcast. And I just want to go back to that for a moment as I uh, have a little chuckle in my mind thinking of the conversation that I had with someone about the prodigal son. Um, 
But I'm looking at God's love and mercy. Now think about my God. Now this is a person that took all of daddy's wealth, took all of his inheritance, took all that was given to him and squandered it on his own selfish, evil heart way. Correct? Let's just be honest. He was selfish. He was evil. He was wicked. He went and did every vile thing that you could imagine. But when the father heard him coming from a distance, he did not. Now, the father knows all. He did not say, look at my son. Oh, I'm going to make him be dirt when he gets here. I'm going to tell him, see, you lost everything. See, you did it. You stole all your inheritance. You blew it. I've already gave you inheritance. You blew it. You can't get nothing. You can never get back in my grace. Maybe you'll be a servant. Maybe you'll go work in my pig pen. Because even in his own heart, he said, at least my daddy's servants eats a little better than this. I'll go be a servant for my daddy. But what the father do, the father said, no, I'm going to give him the best. He called the head of the household and said, Let, let's, let's get him the best. Give him a new robe. Give him a new cloak. Give him a new signet ring, a signet ring. That man had a signet ring when he left. He probably lost it, pondered it, sold it, hocked it. He sold his authority, sold it all. Instantly, Yahweh gave him new shoes. Uh, he's back on the right track. He's back promoted in the right place. See, that's what repentance does. Now, it doesn't say anywhere that this man repented in his heart. He just was in sorrow from the hurt because he lost everything and said, well, at least if I'm going to be a slave, I'll be a slave for my daddy. It didn't say anywhere that he was wanted to go make amends and pay his father's back. Or, no, it didn't say that wickedness was out of his heart. No, it was the father's heart. This is the picture that you need to see. It was the father's heart that says, lo, you are in and make your bed in hell, I will be with you. And I will call you righteous. I will call you redeemed. I will call you consecrated. I will call you holy. I will call you my own because all that I am is inside of you and on you. And I put my cloak on you. I put my ring on you. I put my name on you. That's what he was doing when he put his ring in his cloak. I bear upon you. You don't wear old shoes of a slave. You get new shoes of a king. And of course, that broke his heart. But it was the son, the brother, the other brother that had it all, that ruled and reigned with his father. This is how we do in church. He looked at the brother's folly and was like, what are you doing? What are you doing, daddy? What are you doing? You never made me no fatted calf. You didn't do this. And I've been faithful. I've been faithful. He said, oh, you should rejoice because that which was lost, that which was stolen from me. So it wasn't about the little rascal, but it was of the love of the father's heart. That which was lost from me, that which was stolen from me, that which was forfeited from me has now come home and my son has been redeemed. See, that's how faithful God is. That's how God sees people. You might see their wickedness because they hurt you. You might see their bad because they flaunted. You might see their folly because you can easily look at them and say, oh, look, they're in sin. They're doing this sin. They're doing that sin. But Jesus don't look like that. I'm sorry to tell you this. You've been mistaken. Jesus don't look like that. Well, you know, you reap what you sow. Listen, I understand that the earth in the natural realm has the format of reaping what you sowed. But if everyone reaped everything they sowed without the mercy and grace of God on every person saved or sinner, we would all be destroyed because that's just human nature because there's no one perfect. There's no one righteous. Read the word. 
So it is true the earth can cry out against different things in your life. And from time to time it does. This is the truth. And that's why there's so much mess up and chaos in the earth. But that's not the father. Go in the heavenly room and you'll see what the father said. Look at my son. Look at my son. Look at my son. Look, he's, he's hurting. He's hurting. Look, look, look why he winded up. Look, he, he made a mess of his life because something inside of him was hurting. There was a trauma effect. There was an insecurity effect. There was a low self-esteem effect. There was a, a sense of lost worth. That's one of the number one hidden things in people is a sense of lost worth somewhere in their life. It don't even have to be in the totality of all you are. You can walk around as the most happiest, cockiest person in the world, and you can still have some area of your life where you have a sense of lost worth, even before the Father in your own mind, or before friends, or before this one, or before pastors, or before whatever. And Yahweh, he says, I don't see that. I see the wound. I see the hurt. And I'm going to help him. I see the wound. I see the hurt. I'm going to help them. So I want to leave you with that today. That Yahweh says, I see you and I'm well pleased and I love you. I love you. Well, once again, this is the Gimba Bay. Samat God, Samar God, I am but Yod. My Hebrew got lost. God just being overwhelmed by Yahweh saying, I love you and I love you. You are so beautiful. Shalom.